Skincare can sometimes feel overwhelming. Whether it's finding the right products, ingredients, or treatments, there's a lot out there. But not always for people of African, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, and East and South Asian descent. That's why I set out to educate myself and others so that we can all feel beautiful in our skin. Hello and welcome back to The Skin Report. I'm Dr. Simran Sethi, an internal medicine doctor, mom of three, and CEO and founder of Skin by Dr. Sethi and Renew MD Medical Spas. Today we have a very special episode. I have an important guest with us. Nicole Bain is an electrologist in my practice. Um, she is someone I've known for quite a few years now. And I'm just so inspired by Nicole's personal journey and the immense experience she has brought with her electrolysis practice, especially for people of color and people who are transitioning genders. So today we have Nicole with us and we are going to talk about a number of topics. But first, I would like to welcome her and ask her to give us a small intro about herself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. I do permanent hair removal, also known as electrolysis. Some stats to think about. How permanent is electrolysis really? One study found that 80% of the hairs treated through this method are killed. According to a study in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology, electrolysis has a success rate of approximately 93%. Therefore, the FDA considers this treatment permanent. And Nicole, for all our listeners, can you explain what electrolysis is and, and then also explain how it's different from laser hair removal? Absolutely. So electrolysis has actually been around for over a hundred years. Not a lot of people know that. And we know the effects it has on the skin and we know the effects it has on the hair and how truly permanent this process can be. So essentially electrolysis is the process of gently inserting into each hair follicle and causing damage, permanent damage, to the hair growth cells in that follicle. When you were describing this um, process of uh, destroying the follicle, what exactly are you using to do that? So essentially, we have a rounded metal probe which goes inside the follicle, and with a small amount of current, it creates a reaction using the moisture of the follicle. And that reaction is what kills those hair growth cells that we, we want to get rid of. And when people have electrolysis, do they come in um, every few weeks um, or anytime they see hair? How, how does it work in terms of timeline? That's actually a really great question. I get that all the time. That's probably the number one question people ask me is, you know, how long will this take or how often will I be coming in? And the situation with electrolysis is that it will always be a series of treatments. And that's just due to the nature of hair growth. So hair grows in cycles and, you know, there's a growth stage and a shedding stage. So essentially 
most people come back weekly. And that's so that we can catch all these new hair growth cycles coming in. Because let's say last week, I might have not even seen all these hairs that are coming in because they're on a different cycle. And when people come in for their electrolysis, should they have shaved before they come in or waxed or plucked? Um, how, how does the pre-electrolysis session um, work work? Yeah, of course. That's, that's another really common question people ask me all the time. I always recommend my clients to shave in between treatments, to not wax, not to pluck, because waxing or plucking can actually cause increased hair growth because you're causing irritation deeper in the follicle. And that irritation brings blood supply and often hormones. I strongly encourage people to not wax, not pluck between sessions and to always shave. And, you know, typically in most cases, usually around three or four days of growth is is plenty for me to work with. As long as the hair is long enough for me to, to see it and to grab it with a tweezer, I can treat it uh, more effectively. And I know it, it is a difficult process for, for people, for some people to have to to grow out their hair, especially on the face, to shave for treatment, I mean. But this is a long-term solution, a permanent solution. So it is absolutely worth it to grow that hair out, even if it might be uncomfortable for the time being. I'm so glad that you described with good detail how the electrolysis machine um, and how you as the operator target the hair follicle, because I think this is a good opportunity for us to go over how electrolysis is different from laser hair removal. Because, um, of course, laser hair removal, again, um, has not been around actually as long as electrolysis. It's, it's fairly newer. But again, they've been around, both electrolysis and laser hair removal have been around for decades. Um, the way laser hair removal target, or lasers target permanent um, hair growth is by destroying the hair follicle also but lasers need to see pigment in the hair follicle. And it sounds like in electrolysis, the electrolysis probe is looking for moisture in the hair follicle. Is that correct? That's correct. Anywhere that we have moisture, we can work. And sometimes, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny, but people will say, oh, you need to drink water before you come in. That's not necessarily true because there will always be enough moisture in the follicle for me to work. So this is where I think a lot of people need to know that one of the other big distinctions between laser hair removal and electrolysis is the color of the hair. When your hair turns gray or white, um, you cannot do laser hair removal because there isn't any pigment to um, allow, you know, for the laser to target and destroy. Electrolysis is the only solution if you have, if you're trying to reduce or permanently destroy your um, gray or white hair. You know, some people ask me, well, what if I dye my hair? Can I still do laser hair removal? No, because your hair dye is not going to dye the root of the hair in the follicle. Are you battling issues like hyperpigmentation, rough, parched skin, or persistent acne? These could be indicators of a compromised skin barrier. Hello, Skin Report fans. I'm thrilled to share an exclusive offer on our Glass Skin Trio Pack. For our devoted podcast audience, 
we're providing a special discount on our Cherish Trio, the glycolic gel, vitamin ENF serum, and hyaluronic acid. Simply visit skinbydrsethi.com and apply the promo code GLASSTRIO25 to receive 25% off on the Glass Skin Trio. Once more, that's Glass Trio 25 for 25% off our comprehensive trio designed to gently exfoliate, deeply hydrate, and effectively moisturize your skin. Nicole, are there certain hair colors that respond better to electrolysis or does it not matter? So actually, that's a great question once again. So with electrolysis, it actually is effective on all hair types and all skin types and all areas of the body. And with electrolysis, because it's, it's so specific and we're, we're just inserting that probe into each follicle, the color of the hair or the coarseness of the hair doesn't matter. It's always going to be effective. And I've seen so many cases where people who have had previous laser hair removal and they still have so many blonde hairs, white hairs, or gray hairs left over. And, you know, some of these hairs can be incredibly coarse. But luckily with electrolysis, they don't have to worry about those hairs uh, once, they, once they get treatment done. No, that's true. And, and, you know, I've seen women going through menopause or getting close to menopause will come in because they are starting to grow white hair in their upper lip or in their chin. And unfortunately, we can't do any laser hair removal on them because the hair is already gray. But that hair tends to be very thick too. So um, so is, is it correct that electrolysis would be then the best option? Absolutely. Anytime that you have hairs that lack pigment, I would absolutely recommend having electrolysis because you know, there are some laser offices which, you know, they might not even tell people that the laser isn't working on them and they'll just keep doing laser sessions again and again without results. But with electrolysis, they will get those results eventually. It is something that, yes, you, you always want to hope that the laser off, you know, the office you're going to is giving you the truth. But yes, there are times when people who are not candidates for laser hair removal are still getting um, laser hair removal treatments. In your practice, Nicole, what are the different categories of people, um, you know, for the different reasons of people coming in for laser, uh, for electrolysis? You know, there's a wide variety of reasons that someone would come in and have electrolysis. So jumping back to laser you know, maybe people have had laser sessions in the past and it, they weren't effective and they still have some leftover hair. Laser and, and electrolysis are both effective tools. They just need to be used in the right case. So in the case of those white hairs, those gray hairs, electrolysis is that tool that you need. You definitely see people going through menopause, like you mentioned, with those gray hairs and white hairs. And I, I see that all the time in my work, in my office, and electrolysis has certainly shown incredible results for those people, as well as people with hormonal conditions such as PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. You know, PCOS is a condition that, you know, sometimes 
isn't always well diagnosed. And I have a lot of people coming in who, who have PCOS who might not have been diagnosed yet, but you know they have a suspicion and they have extensive hair growth. And uh, oftentimes laser might not work as well on those hormonally caused hairs, but with electrolysis and proper treatment from their medical professionals, I've seen incredible, incredible results in getting rid of all that hair in, in, in their community. Yes, that is very true. As a syndrome, it's very, it's, it's got such a spectrum of um, symptoms. And the most troubling one is increased hair growth on the face, the chest, and um, it can be, and it, and it, it can be so difficult on people because they're remove, you know, they're shaving or waxing very, very frequently. And when I say shaving, it's shaving every day. And then it, then your skin takes a beating as well. So a lot of women with polycystic ovarian syndrome will seek help when they've noticed that they're shaving every day, their skin is getting scarred. The skin has like a, you know, it has a shadow or a, you know, a darker pigmented appearance in the areas that they're removing their hair. And, um, and you're right. I think the combination of permanent hair reduction with electrolysis and some medications will make a huge difference and will completely, you know, change the way their skin looks. Yeah. Just like you said, a lot of time I, I see people who have been shaving or even sometimes waxing and tweezing, uh, people who have, who have PCOS, and I notice some skin conditions as a result of, you know, these temporary methods that damage the skin. Exactly. And, and you know, when you assess people for electrolysis, how much of a consideration is skin tone? Can people with darker skin tones do electrolysis? Absolutely. I know sometimes with laser, uh, less so nowadays as lasers have improved, uh, the technology's gotten better. But with electrolysis, luckily, electrolysis works on all types of skin and it works effectively on all different types of skin. And it does so without changing that skin. So the goal of electrolysis is to do permanent hair removal without any permanent changes to your skin. So we're going to leave your skin looking flawless and smooth. And, you know, going back to, you know, moisture and the actual process of electrolysis, we're actually inserting into the follicle and most of the action of the current is inside the follicle and not on the surface of the skin. And that's great. That's exactly what we want because we don't want any any type of damage to the skin. And in most cases, effects from the treatment on the skin are mild. And we you know, mo- usually just have some mild redness, some mild irritation, and you just want to leave it be, let it heal, and the skin will heal in no time. Is everyone who's trained in electrolysis and all the electrolysis devices, are they safe for all, um, all skin tones? It, there's a very broad market, very broad uh, variety of technique out there. Some operators might be trained in certain techniques compared to others. But at the end of the day, it's important for consumers to be vigilant and 
be cautious and just, you know, take a look at, at, at your skin after or during your treatment and make sure that you're not having any type of skin changes from uh, as a result of the treatment. We say the same thing about laser hair removal. When you are getting assessed for laser hair removal and you're looking for a place to go to, ask them how many patients or how frequently do they treat people with your skin tone. That's important because a laser device that is FDA approved and it's very safe and and very efficacious uh, will only uh, do all those things when used by the correct operator. So the experience of the operator is important. And Nicole, I know specifically we talked about polycystic ovarian syndrome. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is very common in um, young women of South Asian descent or South Asian Hispanic descent. So it's even more important to be able to do electrolysis on them, you know, safely because of the amount of melanin in their skin. I would absolutely agree that you have to be incredibly cautious and use the proper settings when we're when you're working with uh, darker skin types because that melanin could have a, a chance of, of pigmentation from treatment. But I can promise you that when the right steps are taken and the right settings are used, your skin will not change as a result from treatment. As a side note to that, it's also very important for the clients to, to take proper post-treatment care and to avoid sun exposure and to not scratch or not touch the treatment area. If they follow the proper post-treatment care and the right settings are used, then their skin will look unchanged and flawless after having treatment. Hello to all our dedicated Skin Report listeners. I'm excited to share our incredible holiday season offer. This year, we're extending our warmth with discounts across our entire range. Yes, that includes all products and even our luxurious spa treatments. Enjoy our Retinol Lipid Complex, Skin Renewal Polish, and much more at exclusive prices. Just visit skinbydrsethi.com and use the promo code HOLIDAYSKIN25 to receive 25% off any product or treatment. Indulge in some holiday self-care or find the perfect gift for a loved one. Remember, the code is HOLIDAYSKIN25 for a splendid 25% discount. Happy holidays from all of us at The Skin Report. What should I be doing before my treatment? What is the treatment going to be like, um, you know, during the session and post? So pretty much I always have a consultation before starting treatment. And I do that to educate the clients and walk them through the process. So usually it's around 20, maybe 30 minutes. We just sit down and we talk about their hair concerns and their skin concerns uh, any sensitivities they might have, and I, I sort of walk them through the process of, you know, what electrolysis will be like, and, you know, once we start treatment, then they'll come in, they'll lay down on the bed, and in most cases, I, I, I would be doing face work, so doing electrolysis on their face, and, you know, I'll just do the treatment, and 
we'll have a pleasant conversation as as we go in most cases. And, you know, unfortunately, there is a little bit of mild discomfort because we're destroying cells, we're destroying hair growth cells. So there will be some mild discomfort during treatment, but it's nothing intolerable. I've never had a problem with it. And everyone leaves the office very happy after each treatment. And then, you know, once again, I see them uh, usually the following week. And then we just continue this process until their uh, their hair issues have been resolved. So, Nicole, it doesn't hurt. So th- that means you don't have to numb before an electrolysis treatment. Is that correct? That's correct. I, in very, very rare cases, have I had people need uh, the use of topical anesthetics. Maybe in, in, like I said, like rare cases, someone might, might take some, some Motrin before coming in. These aren't usually something that I would recommend because there's like a, a toolbox of steps that we can take to improve comfort. Anesthetics are usually like towards the last part of that list. Uh, and very, very rarely have I needed to go to that area. You've had electrolysis before and we'll get into that more. What does it feel like? So is it like a heat that you feel or do you feel like a little current? That's, that's a great question. You know, another thing people ask me a lot Everyone has different sensitivities. So our pain tolerance varies person to person. We're just, we're so different. Our bodies are so different. And like I said, in every case, it'll never be intolerable. Working in certain areas might be a little more uncomfortable than others, like maybe the center of the upper lip, but it's usually never an issue. Well, that's great. You know, that you definitely debunked a myth I had about electrolysis. I always thought it's very painful and that, you know, people will be jumping off the bed. No. <laughs> maybe in the past somebody started that rumor or maybe the, the technologies have developed um, to not be as com- uncomfortable. So uh, so I'm glad that uh, that that is true. And after electrolysis, can you um, use products like vitamin C serums, retinol? Is, are there any skincare products that you shouldn't be using? So I always encourage people to avoid using any type of harsh products the day of their treatment. So if you're using any type of acid or maybe a retinol, I would perhaps just wait until the next day. Um, just want to let your skin heal, give it time, and it'll heal up in no time. Number one things are to just avoid touching it, avoid scratching it, and don't use harsh products on it, and you will never have an issue. Perfect. Have you ever seen anyone get scarring from electrolysis or pigmentation? I have actually seen cases, unfortunately, from people coming in who have had previous treatment, most of the time they, they are aware that they have some skin changes from treatment. Sometimes they might not be uh, if, if the, the skin changes are more mild. But unfortunately, I have seen scarring. The skin's a little bit tougher in some areas that were treated. Maybe the worst that I have seen is cases where there's hypopigmentation. Oh, wow. Essentially, where each follicle is, where treatment has been done. It's kind of like little white dots. 
And that's just a result from too much heat, too much temperature from one of the modalities, thermolysis, reaching the surface of the skin and causing that damage. And in cases like that, it's, it, there is some negligence, but it's not too common that I see severe cases like that. Well, it, it's good to know that because if somebody is experiencing that while they're getting electrolysis, they should know that that's not normal and you know they should be um, reconsidering the type of treatment they're receiving. Absolutely. Can electrolysis be done in any part of the body? Yes. So electrolysis works everywhere. And you can, <laughs> I've had electrolysis pretty much everywhere you can have electrolysis. We did it in school. We got on the beds and we worked on underarms, we worked on chests, we worked on face. Um, sometimes people actually get their their forehead, like, um, you know, if you're getting a hairline adjusted, like sometimes men will get that. That area I've been told is a little more uncomfortable, but people do have treatment there on, on the hairline. So if, if some people might just want some minor adjustments to their forehead or their, their hairline, then electrolysis does work in that area. It, it works everywhere. And any type of electrolysis that can have been done has been done. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> and can you use electrolysis? Uh, because, you know, laser hair removal is not a good option for um, adjusting or changing the hairline. And it's also not an option for, um, you know, shaping your eyebrows. Can electrolysis be used to um, help shape eyebrows and, and, you know, not have to go in for plucking or threading or waxing? Of course. Yeah. So with electrolysis, you know, we get to be very specific with the hairs that we take because it's such an art and it's just, you know, choosing specific hairs to go. So we can shape eyebrows in a very specific and masterful way to um, complement someone's face. And we can also remove hair maybe on the sides of the face, like the sideburn area, if people just want, you know, just sort of a shaping adjustment. Whereas laser, it's, it's such a broad area that you can't be very specific with it. No, that's exactly true. Lasers are not great ways to shape things or hairlines. And, um, so using it in the eyebrows or on the hairline, um, you know, lasers, uh, like you said, they deliver energy very broadly. So um, when you want more precise, uh, you know, hair destruction or hair removal, then it sounds like electrolysis is definitely the way to go. Yeah. And it, in some cases, you just want to leave certain hair. Like, like if someone has a very natural kind of earthy looking eyebrow then you can leave it like that and just let it look beautiful in its own natural way. Exactly. If you did want to, you know, uh, work on the eyebrow closer to the eyes, it's safe to use the electrolysis device there. Yeah, so ele electrolysis was actually invented back in the 1800s to get rid of ingrown eyelashes. Oh my God, really? That's correct. <laughs> wow. So eyelashes. So this is like you, you are literally on the lash line. Yep. And it, and it did so very, very well compared to the other methods that they used to use. Um, they used to inject carbolic acid into the follicle. There's a whole list of archaic forms of hair removal that 
weren't quite effective. So we're very fortunate that electrolysis came along. No, definitely what you're describing sounds um, archaic. And uh, But wow, I did not actually realize that electrolysis had been around for that long. I was thinking of it being around for three or four decades. But um, so no, I'm, I'm glad you made us aware of that. If you'd like to learn more about science-backed skincare or medical aesthetic treatments, please subscribe to and turn on notifications for The Skin Report so you always know when a new episode is up. We have a newsletter that you can sign up for on skinbydrsethi.com so that you can stay up to date on all our latest products and more. Additionally, if you have a skincare question or want to make an episode topic recommendation, please message me at theskinreportbydrsethi.com which is linked in my show notes, and I'll be sure to answer your question in an episode soon. We've received some great questions so far, and I will try and answer them at the end of every episode. So keep them coming. <laughs>